Professional, your weekly legal podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 238, and welcome back to my front porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. So glad you're here. It is a beautiful night tonight. Uh, very cold, uh, but wonderful. I have a fire going. You're sitting out here. You can hear the cars going by, but I, again, like I always say, like, I love being out here, and part of the reason why it's just this vast, which really, because we're in a valley here in the Phoenix, it just feels like the sky is just like, it's just big and blue and bright. It, very rarely do we have clouds in the sky, so, I mean, it seems like the stars are just brighter here, and now, if you live anywhere like Montana or places like in the mountains, I think, like, you're going to laugh at me, uh, but... For me here, who live in the city, like this is about as good as it gets. I do get to see the stars. I get to experience them. And then the moon has been amazing lately, just super bright. And so I've just been really enjoying it. Um, I hope you're doing well. This season for me, I said it a couple episodes ago, this season for me, this whole Christmas season is always really interesting. I, I'm never quite sure what to do with it. Um, it, it. It's like people are both joyful and glad and then it's just busy like really really busy and so those two things seem to me to kind of be working against themselves in some bit because at some point like today I was at um I went to Home Depot right bad decision but I went to Home Depot because I was like oh I'm just gonna get some little things to put up the Christmas lights with the kids and there was a guy behind me on a motorcycle and he was like, I'm like waiting for a parking spot. And he's like revving his uh, his motorcycle. And he eventually like zooms around me and, and just like, what's wrong with you? Like he's yelling at me. I'm like, whoa. And then like we pulled in right next to each other and he was like, hey. And I was like, wow, it's crazy. But that's how I feel like this season is. I feel like it's just a mixed bag. It's like people are like super excited for the Christmas season, end of the year, you know, that kind of thing. But then it's just like such busyness and and uh, I mean, the consumerism is out of control. I mean, Patty and I are like buying Christmas presents for the kids and we're like, we are not going to overdo it. Uh, I don't know if you're like a family who overdoes it, but we're we're not. And uh, so we're working really hard to be like, okay, what's enough? Like, we want to be able to have a great Christmas. We want to be able to have our kids feel like they're celebrated and loved. But also, we don't want them to forget that this whole season is not about them. It, it This whole life is not about them. And so I think we lose sight of that a lot of times in this particular season. But I am excited for the season. Love the colder weather. Uh, I love the kind of the the joyful kind of feeling that's around like there seems to be a lot more joy and generosity that's around so i i do uh, i do love that um hey so uh thank you so much for listening and for those of you who give on patreon and through many other different ways thank you so much and those of you who bought the devotional really really appreciate it um in this year just so grateful for each and every one of you who continue to tune into this podcast it really really is kind of a cool thing so thank you um departing from proverbs we're now moving into john I, i've said this many times john is my uh one is one of my favorite gospels i just love um the gospel of john 
for me, John makes it a little more tangible. I don't know what it is. And, and again, I think he has such an amazing imagination. You know, he writes Revelation. And so he's got that beautiful kind of imagination. He's, a lot, he's drawing us into the life of Christ. And so for me, uh, the gospel writer John, um, and he's the disciple that Jesus loved, um, and he's he tells us that, so that's always kind of fun. Uh, but I really love um, his 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 gospel. It's really really helpful for me. So this passage. Now we're moving now into Jesus's on his way to the cross. This these are the kind of these last moments, and John, like any other gospel, kind of expands. He he tells more about these last days with the disciples or Jesus's last days in any of the other gospel writers. And maybe that's another reason why I like it so much. But so we come here in John 13, and it says this. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. I'll read it again. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew what his hour had come, that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own uh, who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Um, as I was working through this passage, I, I, I couldn't help, and I've, I've, I've talked about this in other episodes, but the, the moment that we drop Ben off at GCU will... Now, I don't have an awesome memory. I forget a lot of stuff. This, it'll be forever seared in my mind as like a very, very special moment, um, but really, really hard. And I have this uh, a bunch of memories about those couple days, but one of the memories in particular that is really precious to me is we all meet up in the, the garage of GCU, Grand Canyon University here in Phoenix, and um this is our last goodbye and I just hugged him and Patty hugged him we hugged him together and we just wept you know we just cried and I was able to tell him how proud I was you know and but I had these mixed emotions and I told him about it I was like you know he's like you know he's sad I'm like yes but I'm also so excited like and I'm so happy and a part of it is is this is what mom and I've been working and sacrificing for is that you could be a, a an adult that you could go figure this out that you could go exist in the world without us, um, and not meaning out without us, meaning that we're no longer in your life, but that you're able to you've learned and you've developed and you've grown and and so I can't help but think about that moment with Ben and that conversation we had, and also this moment with Jesus. He knows he's going to leave, he knows he's departing, but he's done a. He's done a good work with these men. He's loved them so well. And they're experiencing this Passover meal together. And I just imagine Jesus very somber, very quiet, just watching everyone enter. You know, if you've ever been at, you know, like Thanksgiving wasn't too long ago. We moved past Thanksgiving way too fast, by the way. But, you know, I just have Jesus in this moment in in the Passover meal like just kind of standing back. You ever do that at Thanksgiving and just like watch everyone talk? Like if you're a parent, a lot of times you'll probably do that. Just watch everyone and you're, it, there's so much, like it brings you joy. At least it does to, to me and I know it does to Patty. Like it brings us joy watching the kids all laugh and eat and it's like this is, this, 
this is what we want. Like this, we want the family together, right? And you know, Patty and I've experienced so much pain around, you know, divorce and, and abandonment and all that kind of stuff, right? But when it's happening in our home, like, oh, it's so precious. And I just imagine Jesus experiencing this moment with his disciples. But it's like this, John's like kind of reflecting about this moment. And maybe he catches Jesus and he can just see him and, and sees him taking it in. I don't know what it is, but, but it's just a beautiful moment where he's like, no, no, no. It, it was in this moment where he, he, he knew this time was coming to an end. He's like, what? he knows what he's going to go through here in a minute. And he knows that he's obeyed the Father and he's loved them well. But it's also a prophetic vision about what he is, the extent of his love, and what he's going to do next. I, I, um, I started re- rereading this book called Gentle and Lowly. A lot of you ask, you know, questions like, man, is there any really good books? Like, this for me has been a, one of my top books. It's called Gentle and Lowly. I can't remember the author's name. Um, so, so good. Basically giving us this understanding of who Jesus is. And it has been so, so good uh, for my soul rereading it. And he brought this passage out um, in the chapter I was reading this week. And it, it just was like, caught up into it caught up into it caught up into the love of jesus and i and again i started thinking about this relationship with my own kids and and realizing like i would do anything for my like i would die for my kids like without a question no questions asked they need a body part it's it's theirs you know like i would do anything right and 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 that's just not like that's not hearsay. That's not just me saying like, oh, you know, I, I think it's hyperbole. Like this is me saying, no, I actually would do that. I would actually do that. But how silly would it be if I didn't exer- exercise that right now? Meaning if I wasn't available right now, if I wasn't willing to be with them and to love them and to sacrifice for them right now, what if it was like, no, 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 We're, this is like some future far off thing. No, that, 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 that would be so confusing for them. Why, why wouldn't you just love me now? Why wouldn't you care for me now? You know, Jesus loves us to the end, but he also loved the disciples in just the normal everyday life. He loves us in the normal everyday life. He didn't just die and raise again and prepares a place in heaven. He loves you right where you are right now in your normal life. He's a good, good friend, savior, right? He's the one that bridges this gap between us and God. He is our intercessor. And it's just this overwhelming idea. I realize how little I allow Jesus to intersect my normal everyday life. As if he's just waiting around for me to do something extraordinary and then he's clapping his hands. You know, and that's the thing about Jesus. His love has never stopped. You know, have you ever had those friends where, where you, just, you just knew that their love was conditional or contingent upon what you did? You know, Jesus isn't like that. And it, I don't know, if you're anything like me, I feel like I've been spending a lifetime, you know, trying to... I don't know, prove to my parents that I matter, like trying to earn something from them. And, you know, like the more, the, if I have some accolades or success or something like that, I just want to be like, see what I did? You see what I did? 
Like, I just want their approval. I just want their love. And Jesus isn't like that. He doesn't want that from us. He loves us in the normal, and he loves us to the end. His love is abounding. It's overflowing. And, I, and, and for me, I, I can, for some reason, I can go, he loves me to the end, but I struggle with this, the everyday normal life. And what I love about Jesus' example all throughout the gospel is he didn't just love them in this moment or love them when he died on the cross and rose again or when he commissioned them. He loved them in the ordinary, everyday part of their lives. But even more than that, even more than that, before they were born, or from the beginning of time, you mattered to the heart of God. You mattered to Jesus. How beautiful is that thought? You are seen and you matter. And that should make an extraordinary difference in the way you live your life. Because for most of us, we're trying to prove to our bosses that we're okay. We're trying to prove to our spouses that we're okay. We're trying to, you know, for you singles, you're out there kind of looking around, trying to find somebody who will just see you, right? And sometimes it doesn't go well, and sometimes it does, and it's hard, right? You got kids, like my own kids, where I'm like, you don't have to prove anything to me. I love you in spite like. It's just that's a constant thing. But isn't it so great to come to this moment of like he loves you in everyday life? And, you know, John, the disciple of Jesus, right? He's just going like, look, he's so consistent. Can't you see how consistent he is? And that not that what, we, what most of us just want? We don't want consistency. Or we don't get consistency from our politicians. We don't get consistency from our friends. We don't get consistency from even our local churches, from our spouses, from our parents, right? It's, but what's we, it's what we want. It's like, look to Jesus. Look how consistent his love is. It's in the normal. And it's to the end. It's dependable all the way through and through. Jesus isn't some fair-weather friend, right? The moment you confessed him as Lord and Savior, his love extends for you in this moment, in that moment when you made a profession of faith, and extends, it extends to the end. In the beginning of all of who he is, right? That's why Paul says in Romans, nothing, nothing, nothing can separate you from Jesus' love. Nothing. Now, I can think of a hundred things, maybe not that many, that could, that could remove that from my wife, but not from Jesus, right? I, I, I know I could do things to Patty that would just so painfully that she was like, I don't even, that, I don't even know. I can't do that to Jesus. His love and his mercy and his grace extends over a multitude of sins. And he did it to the end. His love will not change when I get into eternity. His love for me will not change when I get into eternity with him. It is the same. His heavenly love live and exists right now for you and me. How beautiful of a declaration of that. Jesus not only loves us in the end, he loved us from the beginning. And that we can take to the bank and just say, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. So the question is this, how are you living in light of Jesus's love for you, Father God? Thank you for your son, Jesus. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, thank you. Jesus, thank you. You love me. 
Thank you that you love us. Would we experience the fullness of what it is and bask in it for the rest of our days? Thank you. Thank you. So, in light of that, take a breath. Reflect. And believe that the God of the universe is near to you and your own heart. Till next time.